The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you are here and see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in flying clothing? Those who wear flying clothing or in royal palaces, then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. An article in the Washington Post caught my eye. This is the title of the article. There's something terribly wrong. Americans are dying at alarming rates. The whole gist of the article is that young Americans and middle-class Americans are dying at alarming rates, and they're dying from suicide, drug overdoses, liver diseases, and a dozen other causes. Ellen Mara from the Dartmouth Institute of Health said this in the article, people are feeling worse about themselves and their futures, and that's leading them to do things that are self-destructive and not promoting health. Now the first word that comes to mind is despair. For these people that they're talking about, there is no hope. And that's understandable if you live in a world where all you experience is disappointments, hatred, evil, and sin, and then you die and that's it. It's over with. Without something bigger than these things, it's easy to despair. Nothing gives you hope if that's the world that you live in. Jean-Paul Sartre, he was a French philosopher, he summed it up in his philosophy. There is no exit, he says. We are stuck here in this negativity. There is no way out. Sounds cheerful, right? Stay away from Jean-Paul Sartre. Advent is all about hope. It's about hope because this God, Jesus Christ, will come back again and complete what he started 2,000 years ago when he was born on Christmas Day. That's what St. James is talking about in today's letter. Jesus will completely transform and renew this world. And that's what we have to look forward to. There's our hope. And get this, everyone, that hope is guaranteed by God. I experienced people with hope this week. I was at St. Peter's before I came here. I worked with Father Otis. I worked with Ruth Pratt's. They were murdered, remember two weeks ago? 
and I went to their funeral. Not one person was despairing. Were they sad? Yes. Were they angry? Yes. Were they suffering from, uh, from the loss of Father Otis and, and Miss Ruth? Yes. But not one person despaired because they knew in and, their, in and through their faith God was going to raise them from the dead and they were going to see him again. That is our hope, everyone. But as St. James says, we must be patient. Why? Because impatience has a way of eating away our hope. When impatience takes over, we are tempted to think that we are better than God and we can do better than he. And guess what happens? We begin to complain and eventually we lose our faith in God. This Advent, do the very opposite. Be patient. Put your faith in God and rejoice in the fact that one day all of creation will be transformed and re be transfigured. Rejoice in the fact that one day you will see your deceased loved ones. That's what's in plan for us, everyone. Rejoice. He started it on Christmas Day and he's going to complete what he started.